Hey, welcome everybody to season two of Minor to Major. Today is January 16th, 2022, and this episode is actually the first one of season two. You are going to get some some more interesting, juicy, sensitive, triggering content this season, as I know the direction I want to take uh, for this show. So, just, I mean, we can call season two, we can just call it uh, New Directions. It sounds like a band or a, a boy band or something, but New Direction, season two. So on this Sunday morning, I'm working on a speech, uh, a short three to four minute speech, and in the event, I have the opportunity to speak before thousands of black people and minorities, you know, and whites. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some sprinkles of some other ethnicities at the Martin Luther King March tomorrow, January 17th um, at uh, here in Houston, Texas. And so uh, I was looking for some inspiration. I was looking for. Uh, you know, some information. So I'm um, some inspiration. So I'm going to share a brief clip with you of an interview with Kanye West on Big Boy TV. It's on YouTube. Okay. So if you go in YouTube, Big Boy TV, Kanye, it'll pop up. It'll populate. I went to a show last night. Uh, I'll give you a quick backstory and then we'll get into the interview and then I want to unpack. I went to a show last night at a club. It, it, it really wasn't me. Uh, standing there in my tight jeans and cowboy boots and cardigan on, you could easily tell I was out of pocket. I was out of place, and I was not winning at all. But it was the experience that I gained about my community. I've been out of uh, touch for so long. I feel I was in the club. This uh, I was in this club in Houston, mind you, Houston, Texas, and everybody was rolling up weed. Everybody was smoking marijuana in this club. It was a big club, well renowned, supposed to be. So uh, kind of prestigious here in the Houston area and everybody smoking weed in the club. The music was all about kill you, fuck you, uh, fuck bitches, and, uh, bit, uh, getting high. And I was, I was just watching old, old people. I was watching the old women, men, uh, everyone on the spectrum singing the lyrics to these songs I have never heard. And uh, I mean, I'm not like virgin ears, you know what I mean? But it just kind of sh- it, it was it didn't shock me. I don't know how to put it, but me being in the the psychology background, I've always loved studying behavior, like people watching, and so this was an experience for me. I learned a lot from the human behavior, the human interactions uh, from last night, and I was engulfed in about uh, in in the background of, of about a thousand uh, blacks black and, and minority people there was a sprinkle of whites but uh you know it was really a, it was it was really uh interesting it was really interesting to watch and so i met this young mexican girl from the valley she was about i don't know she was a senior in uh, college last year she said she was only in town to see Lil wayne so little wayne was there um little wayne was there meek mills was there jada kiss was there and uh, she was on a mission, folks. She was on a mission. She didn't want to see, she didn't just want to see Lil Wayne. She wanted an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So she told me uh, she was a huge fan. I walked really close to the, I got her really close to the stage. So we walked all the way up to the stage, uh, navigated through the crowd. And I kind of helped her position herself to get some really good clips so she could flood her social media, you know, Snapchat and instagram and lives and so she got some 
know, pretty decent footage. But after he left the stage, he was looking for an opportunity. An opportunity to find him? I don't know. Maybe she wanted a selfie. She wanted to take a picture with him. But she she went looking. She went she went looking for an opportunity. A door open, or uh, maybe he was going to be on the crowd like Meek Mills and Jada Kids. Maybe maybe he was going to be there, and she wanted to finesse her way to him. And I thought, damn, like Little Wayne isn't the most attractive person. Let's be honest, man. He got the tattoos on his face. He's really short. He's just not that attractive. Let's be honest. He's not the most attractive in the world, but he has lots of talent for sure. Can't take that away. He has money, and with money comes power. He has lots of influence. So that was educational for me, y'all, and uh, I mean, just to say the least. So uh, listen to this four-minute interview by Kanye West. It'll bring some context to what I'm about to bring you. Thank you. Let's get into it after this brief break. Hi, everybody. Before we get into this great, great interview, I wanted to remind you there's two ways. There's more than two, but there's two ways that I want you all to support me in this podcast. Two ways. One, I want you all to go on to anchor.com. Click on the link and go to anchor.com, minor to major. I want you all to support me, sponsor me one time a month, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. I need the community to get behind me. Okay. If you don't get behind me, that means there's no use for me to be here. The other way is to go to my website, www.minortomajortx.com. Buy my book. Purchase my book. If you if it's not for you, then it can be for somebody else. Okay? We want to help influence, impact a young person's mind. Those who have gone to prison, you know of somebody who has been incarcerated. They need to read my book. If they are currently incarcerated... They need to have my book. Purchase my book today at www.minortomajortx.com. Let's get into this interview. Do you feel any of the pressures when people say Kanye did let him down? When we think about George Bush don't care about black people, that's when everybody was like, oh, Kanye. And then when we look at Kanye now, I mean, if if we agree or not agree with you, just when we when you say the wrong color hat yeah think about this for a hat this is one of my main things it's like what is the culture it's like man this ain't for the culture we're doing something for the culture we are orphans bro we are cultureless we don't have our own culture we signed to culture vultures we signed our life away our contracts to culture vultures think about everything that's cultural taking the knee is cultural being on social media is cultural Wearing high fashion is cultural. Pushing a foreign is cultural. All these things are not owned by our culture. So who designed the culture? What does it mean to do it for the culture? That's why I do it for Christ. And that, that's a, when you bring Christ in, that's, that's a hell of a blanket. That's, that's a beautiful big blanket. But I do have to, and I do have to kind of sit with you and talk about when we say, the beliefs, the things like that. And this is this isn't an interview that I wanted to talk about anything political, but you did you did kind of go there. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. did kind of go there under the guise of, you know, of Christ. And I understand that. But do you feel, and we haven't had a chance to talk, do you feel like people didn't understand 
Kanye at the time? How much of that was Kanye? How much of that was Kanye not being on his mental game? How much of that was Kanye on the breakdown and the breakthrough? I, I love this also because Kobe Bryant won five championships. He sprained all kind of muscles all through his body, tore ligaments. And for people to go to Kanye West, where I'm playing in the highest level of mental sport, I had Mark Zuckerberg wanting to meet with me. You know what I'm saying? I have people come to want to meet with me that are makers of the world at this point. So I'm playing at this mental sport as a black man, post-Pac, post-Biggie, Puff Daddy, Jay-Z, in debt, completely controlled. The management knows how much exactly you're making on your tour, and it's just $2 less than what your house costs. Mm. And I'm ending up in debt every year. And then I have a breakdown. I should have a hospital in the back of our room for what I'm dealing with. Don't, don't NBA players got like knees iced every time? I need to just like leave every day, just go right to UCLA for the level of game and sport that I'm working at. But we don't make Kobe's legacy be about one torn ligament and my legacy ain't about, oh, he got mid-12. That just come with the level of sport I'm playing at. What you talking about? People's trying to sun me left and right, strategize. I've been canceled. Right. I've been canceled before they had cancel culture. I was canceled before they had the term. Do you care about any of that? I do. I care about everything. Mm -hmm. Does it does it not rub you the mm -hmm. wrong way, but does it get to your core when when people do it feel like don't rub me the right way? This definitely right. ain't gonna do Johnny Gill. What do, you up in this <laughs> what do you say to people <laughs> that say you turn you turned your back on the culture or exactly one hundred percent? I have turned my back on the idea of victimization mentality. We are locked up. We went from one and four. We went from one and four to one and three, but we always pointing at the white people, but yet we want to spend all of our money on foreigns. We want to spend all our money on luxury as opposed to going and buying some land. America is for sale, and there's a lot of barren land. Disney bought a lot of it in Florida. But the culture has you focused so much on fucking somebody, bitch, and pulling up in a foreign and rapping about things that could get you locked up and then saying you about prison reform. Mm. Like, it's, bro, we brainwashed out here, bro. Come on, man, this is a free man talking. Democrats had us voting Democrats for food stamps for years, bro. What are you talking about? Guns in the 80s, taking the fathers out the home, plan B, lowering our votes, making us abort our children, God should not kill. I can't tell y'all how to feel, but what I can tell you honestly is how I feel. And when I sat Ooh, how do y'all feel about that? That's got to, it's really got to touch some people's emotions and feelings, but if you were struck in the wrong way, if you if you do feel a certain way about what was just said, it probably needed to be said to you. So I'll be uploading that uh, uploading that smidget, that four minute and forty seven second video, that interview. And again, I, I've got to go ahead and cite it. So it's Big Boy TV. Just go ahead and search it on YouTube. Big Boy TV, Kanye. It'll automatically pop up. It's got millions of views. You know, when you think about Kanye, think a lot of people, I'm not going to say you, but a lot of people think of crazy. Think of, you think of his mania. 
because he has done some some things that are pretty manic. Jumped on stage, Taylor Swift. He's done manic behavior. But that, I think that's what I like him so much. If if I were to identify as a fan, like this young lady chasing little Wayne because she wanted an opportunity. If I could be a fan of anybody, if I were to identify as a fan of anybody, it would be Kanye. And I've always been this. Well, I've been this way for the past five years when I saw when I first saw him cutting up, even before he went to the fully gospel and um, the Bible thumper. Before he went that route, I started to like him because he was he was so imperfect in the in the uh, in the in the eyes of the world. He's so imperfect. He's a billionaire, and he's so imperfect. But not only that, I believe that he's really brilliant. Like his intellect, like his his processing, like his point of view and position on on political views and and ideology, his vision, like. I, I think that him and I are on, you know, the same level when it comes to certain things. And so that's why I, I believe that if I were to identify as a fan, Kanye, I would be Kanye's, one of Kanye's biggest fans. Not because of his music, okay, but for the, the things that I just, uh, the aforementioned statements that I just made. He's vulnerable to the world about his mental health. I'm a, I'm, I'm a mental health advocate and a professional, licensed. He cares. You know, then he talked about, he talked about uh, Kobe Bryant and his level of performance as an athlete. And then he talked about his level of performance, his mental health, and, and how it relates to what he does as an influencer. So his mental health, some of this, the stress that he he has suffered from, his mental illness, says that it comes with the level that he is playing with. The level that he is playing at, that is to be expected. Hmm. I don't know. It, it's just, and I'm going to get to the core. I'm, I'm going to definitely get to the core of, of uh, what I'm bringing you all, but I just wanted to really just hit on some points, not really go too deep into what he was saying, but I, I resonate with a lot of it. I really do, folks. He talked about how he cares about what people say. He said that he's been canceled before cancel was even canceled like a thing. And he admits to having feelings and emotions. Of course I care. What does that mean when he says, I care? It means that he cares about with what other people who look like him, black, African-Americans, a dysphoria, however you want to identify. He cares about what we are saying about him. It does hurt him. It does negatively impact him in some shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> And that is, I, I believe that is a huge part of what plays into his mental health. This is Kanye. Despite what he's rapped about, talked about in his music, his songs in the past. Despite what he has, he has said, the mistakes that he has made, because a lot of you wouldn't listen to me and follow me 
and get support me, get behind me if you knew some of the bad things that I have done in my life. But he's aired it out. He's put it all out there. A lot of things, his impurities, his imperfections are out there. I love it. He talked about how, you know, um, he said we went from one and four, one to three, and we always point the white man or point the fingers at the white man for what they've done to us. I resonate with that. And past conversations or past uh, podcasts that I've had and conversations that I've done, uh, interviews that I've done on other people's platforms, I talked about stop pointing the finger. If you go to my website, shameless plug here. If you go to my website and you, uh, you go to the link to purchase or download my book, you'll see on one of them it says stop blaming the system. Stop blaming the system. And I'm sure a lot of people who are going to buy my book because of my experience and my stories and they want to support me, they looked at that and they probably got, they probably got turned off. They probably chose not to purchase the book based off of what I said. But we have to stop blaming the system. Are there systematic oppressions? Are there things that are built up against us? Are, are there, is there racism in the United States? Absolutely. Stop blaming the system, your shortcomings, your failures. Your, you stop it. Just stop it. We are brainwashed. Or, man, listen to the whole 48-minute uh, interview of that. Rather you agree or disagree. But if you really want to uh, open up, you're your open-minded. You're willing to listen. Even though you don't agree, you're, you're open to having a discussion or listen. I would encourage you all to listen to that interview. Big Boy TV, Kanye, YouTube. We are brainwashed. We are brainwashed into thinking what our culture is here in the United States of America, Western culture. We are brainwashed into thinking if you say something that is offensive, that you, no, no, no. If you say something, if someone says something that you don't agree with, you take offense to it, you cancel them out. Because we disagree. We disagree. We fundamentally disagree on a statement, on 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 a, a whole topic, or everything, and you cancel me out. We hate each other. You're an idiot. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're all these names because we don't agree on something. Western culture for you. It splits up our community. It builds up hate, anger, and we cancel each other out. Because we talk about this land of the free that we live in, we talk about uh, freedom. And then when we freely express how we feel, we get canceled out. We become exiled. This is what I want you all to do as I, as I, I get ready to wrap up my rant. I want you all to share this content. I want to bring awareness. I want you all to start having these discussions. I want to be able to strike the emotions and feelings up in people and have healthy dialogue and discussions about these things. Because I believe that's where progress is being made. I've got a, I've got a, a panel discussion, so I've got a, a speaking engagement in about uh, two hours. God, so I, I've I've got uh, to to go to this speaking engagement, and one of the things that I'll be talking about is our identifying our culture here in the United States, I, our identity. So culture is an identifier of who we are. So basically, going back to the fundamentals of who we are. 
putting that into a three or four minute <laughs> speech is going to be very difficult. But that's what I want to talk about. Share this podcast episode. Season two is going to be fire, fire, fire. I'll do a lot of um, reaction videos. So after I listen to something, uh, I definitely want to hear from Candace Owens. Uh, there's going to be more reaction. We have got to have these, these conversations, these discussions, whether we agree or disagree with each other. We need to have this open dialogue, this safe place to have this dialogue so we can uh, have progress. So uh, in lieu of Martin Luther King's birthday, he'll be 93 years old. I hope I don't have that wrong. I believe he'll be 93 years old if he were still alive today. 93 years. 93 years. And so in his 93 years, I know he didn't start his, his work until uh, he was a uh, young adult, but in his, in his years uh, on this, this planet, on this earth, he has significantly made an impact. One day a year, we all come together and uh, we think and we process, we are reminded from commercials on TV, on radio ads, we are reminded of where we have come from. Every now and again, we'll revisit it even deeper and watch old videos and clips or hear old speeches of where we come from. See, this is, this is culture. Where we come from, this is culture. And although this is one time a year, uh, and I, I want to push this to be more often. White, black, Hispanic, Pacific Islander, whoever you are, whatever ethnicity, blended, you're mixed. We have to be reminded of who we are. It doesn't identify us necessarily, but it helps us understand who we are. Culture is a value set, and I've talked about values in the past. Understanding your cultural identity, identity helps you identify your values. Your core values come from those parents, the world environment that you were raised in, but your guardians, whoever has raised you, usually that comes up in religion, politics, okay, socioeconomic status. That helps develop your core values, but understanding your culture helps you identify your values as well. And then when you blend them together, it's your identity and who you are. And so culture is very important to me. Very important to me. Watch the full interview. Two things, call to action before I jump off, y'all. This is a short cast, minor to major, where I talk about winning in an unfair game. Of life, and that's what this is. It's an unfair game in life, but there's ways to win, and I talk about winning. So make sure that you all uh, go to uh, Big Boy TV on YouTube, uh, Big Boy TV dash Kanye or uh, Backspace Kanye. It'll populate 48 minutes. Listen to the interview and then share your thoughts with me. I'll probably post something on uh, my IG. I've got over 8,000 followers. Hopefully, I get a lot of people who see it. Uh, they listen to this episode, and they go listen to the whole interview because a lot of the people who follow me are minorities. They look like me, my skin, my, my skin tone. 
And so um, I think this will be impactful, very impactful for them to hear this. The other thing that I want you all to do is share this. Share this. And um, I want you to put a comment in there. After they listen to this 20-minute co- podcast, uh, they're, they're open for discussion, comments. I disagree. I hate what he said. I, I didn't like this. He's stupid. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear your feedback. So we're going to have interviews. Season two, y'all get ready. We've got interviews with a beautiful young lady, Trisha, whenever she has the opportunity, the time to sit down and get get with me on an interview. We may do it uh, remotely. Um, she's getting into the Airbnb space, and so I want to pick her brain about her life and, and what she's doing and what's coming next. And I'm going to have lots of reaction videos. Season two is going to be fire going all the way up until June, January to June, one time a week, being consistent, bringing you all some fire. So make sure that y'all share this, like, comment, and I want you all to definitely engage with me. There's a feature on anchor.com. If you clicked on uh, the actual link to this, this podcast episode, there is a way for you to send me a voice message. You can send me a voice message. As long as it's appropriate, I'll share it with the viewers. I'll unpack that on my next episode. Send me a voice message. Let me know your thoughts. And uh, we're going to keep on pushing. Thank you all.